that relationships will go through And I gave it all away Just so I could say that to you I know, I know, I know, I know That you're gonna be okay Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages That's right, we're back It's just another White Guys podcast I'm Dustin Jones We're back after a little break Just had some uh, technical difficulties We got it all worked out Back on track We're gonna have a new episode here uh, for you today and uh, hopefully the frequency uh, will pick back up of the shows. Uh, I appreciate the uh, support I've been getting on the shows that we've posted so far. We're going to have another conversation with my dad, Brian, uh, coming up here in just a moment. So I hope you will uh, enjoy that. We're going to have one more part with my dad coming up uh, in the next couple of days. So you'll want to look forward to that as well. And then after that, we'll bring, uh, I think we'll bring Nikki back, see what's going on with, uh, with her maybe finish up our conversations uh, previously, see what's going on in the world, maybe talk a little bit of uh, current events and uh, what we got going on this summer. And then coming up in a couple weeks, it is my birthday, uh, and we're going to have a party here at the house. I think maybe we'll do a, uh, a special birthday podcast, have a few of the guests on and in studio here, uh, show people around, get people on the microphone, have some fun, have some drinks, and have a good time. Not going to talk too much uh, building up this one today. Just going to jump right back into the conversation with my dad, Brian. Uh, we're going to start with a conversation about how he and my mom met. So that's something to uh, to enjoy. And that, of course, means the appearance for the first time of me into the world. So, of course, you have that to look forward to because without that, there's no jog pod. Uh, with that being said, one quick thing. I want to say a special... Uh, hello to uh, Tina and her family as they travel from Oklahoma uh, back to Alaska. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with Tina at uh, the credit union for the last few years. Pretty sad that she is uh, taken off, but wish her well uh, as she heads back uh, to her home state of Alaska. I know that she's really looking forward to get back up there. So she'll continue to spread the word of the jog pod out in Alaska, and uh, they'll be enjoying these shows as they make their way back. So Drive safe. Take care of yourself. Please remember to follow us along on Twitter at JogPod, J-A-W-G-P-O-D at JogPod. You can also send an email to the program, JogPod at gmail.com. Please uh, share the uh, podcast with your friends. Help us spread the word and uh, keep uh, keep this thing going. I should have a Facebook fan page up for the show uh, here coming up this week, so that's something to look forward to. You'll be able to share that with your friends as well. Lots more coming up here uh, from the JogPod studios. Right now, let's get on with the show. Here is the uh, continuation of the conversation with myself and my dad, Brian Jones. When did you meet my mom? Oh, I must have been 20. How'd that happen? Um, Through a friend over in Malala. Was it like just a random chance occurrence? Or yeah, like, it was, was you just, guys... just kind of a random... Um, your mom knew your mom, I think had went to over to Malala in the summers. And so she knew these people We just kind of got together one weekend and started talking and started hanging out and I started going to Albany and then she started coming to Detroit. She was still in high school. Cradle robber. Yep. Cradle robber. Cradle robber. So yeah, we, we started hanging out and. And then she graduated from high school, and she went to work for the Forest Service up there in Detroit. Then we got engaged, got married, had you. And then the greatest thing in the yep. history of the world yeah, happened. Exactly. August 11th, 1980, banner yep. headline, yep. the birth of Dustin Patrick yep. Jones. That's pretty much what it was. 
you know, looking back on it, geez, we were crazy young kids. I mean, what the hell were we thinking? Yeah. You know, I mean, I was, I was older. Um, you know, was I kind of ready to settle down? I don't know. Must have been kind of or thinking, you know, along those lines or something. But I Cause mean, it, I mean, it wasn't a she got knocked up and oh, then no. you guys got oh, married no, sort no, of thing. No, Cause no, I mean, no, yeah, we just kind of got caught up in it. I mean, like I said, you know, she was living in Albany. I was in Detroit. So we'd see each other on weekends. We'd, you know, go do things. I mean, we'd go camping or we'd go boating, do crazy stuff. And then, and then, like I said, she got a job at the forest service after high school. So that meant she moved up there. We kind of lived together, but then she also kind of had a place down at the Forest Service. So, and then it just kind of grew into that. We got engaged, and and then we got married, and and set up house there in Mill City and Gates. And what did Grandma think of Mom? Your mom and my mom did not have the best relationship. No. They were a lot alike. Yeah. I mean, they had the same birthday, and I was the baby of the family. So I don't think it would have really mattered at that time who I married or who I was involved with, you know, I mean, that's just the way it was. They, they had, they had their rough patches. Yeah. Cause grandma and grandpa stayed together. Like, cause I mean, I always, oh, yeah. I mean, I always knew them as being together. Yep. Um, did they move to Detroit after you graduated high school? When did they move up to the house that I knew that they lived in? Yeah. They moved up there after, yeah, after I graduated, after graduated, we were gone for a few years, went over to Malala and then went back. And that's when, yeah, that's when they moved up to Detroit. Why did you guys move to Malala? Dad had ventures over there. Oh, okay. Was, um, yeah. Went over there to um, help. Uh, the guy's name was John Brazier. Uh, Brazier Forest Products um, was building a new mill. Oh, okay. And we went over there. He was there for a couple of years. And then went back. Gotcha. Did mom and grandpa get along? Nah, I mean, grandpa, yes and no. I mean, grandpa get, got along with everybody. Grandpa's I mean, grandpa. It's, they didn't did not get along. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a tough question. I mean, they, I mean, they all got along. But yeah. I mean, I just know that you know, and there was you know, I might have had some part in them not getting along too. So I don't. know. In what way? Who knows? I mean, I had there was a rough patch day or two there. Explain. Well, I mean, you know, you were just little, and I had uh, one hell of a car wreck. Oh, okay. And I wasn't as I gotcha. sober as a judge, you know, and I mean, I, I didn't realize we'd gotten that far down the line. Oh, no. But, I mean, at first, no. I mean, it was, they they just, but, I mean, also, mom and dad knew that, you know, your mom and I had had, you know, our share of trouble before we got married, too. Yeah. You know, I'm not trouble, but, I mean, we had had our, just like any other, you know, little spits and spats and I don't know that because I don't have those in my relationship. No, no I'm sure you don't. The, well, hey, the oh, no, the, I know. the tension you see in this, that's about as bad as it gets for hey. me. I have solo. I I don't know what lucky star I've got under for my relationship. The, my entire life can be falling down, but I have her out there. Yeah. and That's all that matters. It's you know, That's all that matters. I think it's just a, it's the way we. I mean, you've seen. I mean, you've been here the last couple of days. I mean, yeah. you see how we communicate with yeah. each other. That if other people communicated with that that with that way with each other, they'd be actually fit, fist fighting each other. But oh, that's yeah. we're but see. Just, I mean, I understand. You know, because Janelle and I are. You know, we're just having fun. Parter back and forth. So no, but I mean, you know, also you got to remember, you know, that you know we were young. You know, I mean, your mom was young. Yeah. And. 
And then we, you got to remember too that I also became of age, you know, to you know. So I mean, drinking and yeah, I wasn't bashful you, in that area. Were you like mom's kind of like first love sort of like? No, not like that. But I mean, like. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you know, and I mean, and we got serious, you know, we got serious, and then plus, you know, she was getting out of high school, and she was probably ready to get the hell out of Albany, you know. I mean, just because your mom and I got divorced, I mean, we had we had no, good I times, know. we had good years, we had because I mean, for me, and I'm just asking right. the question for me because I mean, I don't, I don't remember. Well, plus like, you didn't. There wasn't. There wasn't fighting in the house either. Right. I mean, and that which kind of surprised. Well, no, no, you no know, not you. Also, when when it did come down to the time to where it was because there wasn't that in the house. There yeah. Just was. In fact, there was probably lack of that. I mean, I can remember your mom asking me, you know, how come we didn't fight like that? When I don't know. You guys didn't fight like that at all, or you just didn't no, do it not in the at house. All. But I mean, there wasn't. But I mean, you know, like you know, we were both raised. I mean, I can remember some hellacious knockdown dragouts when I was a kid with my mom and dad. And yeah. I mean, anybody that's raised in that usually says, "I'm not going to do that with my kids." So you got you kind of went the other Just way. Kind of went the other way and not. You and know then what I mean, yeah, things got right. to the breaking point before you could fix well, it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was gone a lot. You know, I mean, I was. That wasn't it. By the way, that wasn't a judgmental. Yeah, I. uh yeah, I mean, and you know, like I said, when you're married young, we we grew apart. We had different ideas. We had different directions, I guess. And that's one thing that I found interesting in getting married much later in my life. And I say much later, like 28 is so old, but you're kind of the person that you're going to be by then. Obviously, I'm not an only child. Heather, was Heather just the natural progression of things, or well, yeah, had you? We just got you fixed. I mean, broke in. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, two years apart. And then Heather was born. Yeah. And you guys figured one of each, good? Yep, good to one go. of each was good to go. Yeah, really pretty blessed. All of your experiences up to that point, were you nervous to become a dad? Were you excited to become a dad? Were well, you... I was excited to be a dad. You know, I was, you know... Um, I mean, there was, you know, I remember we living in Mill City. I mean, there was a reason why, you, you know, you were friends with Brittany and Darcy. I mean, you know, the kids I went to school with were settling down, having kids, working, and it was kind of. So, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like that's the thing to, you know, to do. And, I mean, we were, yeah, I was, I enjoyed being a dad. Were you intentionally following in Grandpa's footsteps, or is that you just fell into that and it was you were good at it and just kind of, yeah, just kind of following in it. And then, like when I left, when I left working for my dad, you know, Mom was Grandma was not happy at all. She thought, you know, that I would stay there and I would take over when your dad when when Grandpa called her quits and. That's how she had everything planned out. And then when I left and went out on my own, uh, it was it was interesting. I mean, it you know, it all worked out, but I mean it was um mom was kinda bummed. And then um let's see. Yeah, I was out on my own and then like I said I had I had that accident and there was just different things that that led up to, you know, even moving further away and branching out, going a little bit further, you know. So was we you talked you talked about the accident a little bit. Um 
Is that just just a just a little bit too much? Just got a little got out of control, or the cause of the accident? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just a hot day, no sleep. Volunteer fire department was up, worked nights. I'd worked night a couple nights, I think, before, and or swing shifts. So you know, you're just kind of messed up your sleep and. Your mom was working in Salem, and we had our company party, and went down there, and it was hot. Because it was Young and Morgan picnic, yeah, right? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, and then just, yeah, just too much and too hot, and not enough to eat, and that's all she wrote. What do you remember any of it? No, no, no. The only thing I can even remember at all is uh, is is hearing, you know, the the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and now that was, and I don't even know if I really heard it. You know, yeah. I thought I heard the rotors, you know, but I mean, that's just one of those things. And for anybody that doesn't know, so I would have been what, five or six? Yep. And you're, we were just on the back road going from Mill City to Gates. Mill City to Gates. There's a, there's a bend in the road and. Yep. And uh, you missed the bend. I, I and missed the found bend. The, found the power pole. Found the power pole stump. Yep. And you weren't dri- and you weren't driving your truck. You weren't weren't driving your own vehicle. Oh no, no, I was driving. You know, real good best friends of ours, Joe Joe Litchlider's truck, his pride and joy, seventy two Chevy four wheel drive, nice truck. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I was laid up for. Quite some time, the community came together, you know, for that. I mean, it was, it wasn't good. You know, it was, it was hard to admit, you know. I mean, I was, you know, I mean, my story goes, you know. I mean, I was, we were, you know, mom and I were very involved in the church and, you know, all kinds of, you know, the white picket fence and things were good. But, I mean, I, I had a drinking problem. Yeah. So no, like I said, it'd be fine for, for a while and then. And then, uh, then I'd get going. Didn't want to quit. And that's what it led up to. Took a long time for me to say, you know, yeah, I had a, I had a major car accident, which I almost lost my life, and it was flown out by Life Flight, and and uh, and I had my kids with me. Took me a long time before I could say that all in one sentence. You know, and then I look back too. You know, on the, you know, on the first responders. I mean, they were, you know, my friends. I mean, I, I belonged to that fire department. You know, and I went to school. You know, with a couple of them that responded and. You know, I mean, that had to be, you know, yeah, what that had to be like yeah, for those guys to, to show them, up you know? and yeah, to show up and see it was me, you know, you know, so yeah, it was because I, I have a vague recollection of beca- because the way the vehicle, the way the crash occurred, like we got all kinds of crap in our eyes and stuff and I could, don't remember re- being able to see, but I remember asking someone for my dad. Right. And someone saying, Oh, he's right here with you, bud. Um, and you, t- I remember you talking to me. Yeah. Just saying, you know, Dustin, I'm right here. Or someone, you know, right. Was saying they were you or something. Right. But, right. I remember being on the road and I remember a flash. Yep. And then, yeah. I, I have kind of in and out like, noises and mm-hmm. and stuff right, like that right, and right so you and you i mean you were laid up for a while after that because i mean you got thrown what like a hundred feet or something like I that i don't know how far it was they found me they found me underneath the pickup 
you know, um, I had the, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it wasn't pretty. Yeah. And so you got flown that you got live flatted up to Portland and stuff like that. How long, how long were you in the hospital? You know, I really can't remember. It was a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it was, you know, I mean, you know, even then, you know, it was like, you know, my mom, my mom was of course still alive then, not for, yeah, it's just trippy how everything happens. Um, yeah, they went from not thinking I was going to make it to, I was going to be there for quite a while to, you know, I could go home as long as, you know, there were certain things in place. I think we really thought they were going to transfer me to Salem hospital. And then, then we ended up just being released to going home, which I, I went home way too soon, you know, cause I mean, there was still a lot of things, I mean, <clears throat> lived through it and everything, but I mean, it was, I mean, I wanted to get out of the hospital cause they, one thing is they wouldn't let me see you kids. I mean, you kids couldn't come into the hospital. I don't think, well, not at first. And that really, I thought everybody was, if I was this messed up, you guys really had to mess up. So I thought people were lying to me. I thought you guys were, you know, something was really bad. Oh, like they were just yeah. telling you that right. we couldn't come because right. we were. Right. Who knows? So. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that really kind of bothered me. So I was excited to go home. But then once I got home, I mean, um, my stomach was was still really messed up and everything they'd patched together. I can remember your mom calling the doctor because, I mean, I felt like I had the diarrhea or I had to go poop really bad and my stomach hurt that bad and I also had to throw up at the same time. I was just in a knot. And the doctor's response was, well, let him go. Yeah. Um, but I was afraid that everything was going to come apart. Right. You know, so, and, hey, I mean, and that just goes from, you know, eating... You know, I don't know. I mean, we went down and had, you know, Joe and Carolyn Litchlider went down to their house. And, I mean, didn't eat anything, you know. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. It's just that's how messed up my stomach was. And I hadn't really probably had that much solids or something. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that happened in July. July 13th. Fourth, yeah, something like that. So, it have been July 86 or 87? 87. 87. Mm-hmm. And then how long after that was it before grandma got sick? Like really started? Well, grandma had been sick. I mean, your your grandma had been sick for a long time, but she, it was October, November. Of that yeah, same? She, yeah, October. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I had my accident in July, August, September, October, she was gone. So she pretty much hung around until I was, because I just, I just went back to work. I mean, it just started on the light duty. I'm going down working for a few hours. And you kids, you and Heather were with Aunt Bonnie over in Sweet Home. And so your mom and I were going to go over on Sunday and pick you kids up and bring you home. And we, because mom had been so sick. Um, we were going to swing by, go over through Detroit and go that back way and pick you guys up. And so got out of church, um, went home and I called up to the house and dad answered the phone. He said, oh, okay. And it sounded kind of like I woke him up. Yeah. And I went from the kitchen to the bedroom. And by the time I got to the bedroom, the phone rang in the bedroom and I picked it up and it was my dad. And he said, he just called, excuse me, he just called the ambulance that mom was sick. 
and that just to meet him in the hospital. So your mom and I hurried up and changed, went out to the highway, and the ambulance went flying by, and we couldn't catch the ambulance. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was a cooking, and they went to Staten, and when they went into Staten, I knew that something really wasn't good because, you know, I mean, you just didn't go to the Staten Hospital. Right. I mean, <laughs> just kind of the you, joke. That you went to the Staten Hospital if you lived in Staten, yeah. Yeah. and or if, if you, you really needed to go to the hospital. Yeah, you went to Salem. So, you know, yeah, so we went there, and we were there for quite a while. I'm trying to figure out what, you know, what was the matter. Mom didn't like doctors. She didn't, you know, she was just at the doctor on that Friday. And yeah. They said it was uh, arthritic inflammation, and, and but what she had was spinal meningitis. And the doctor in Staten did find it based, you know, on information. And um, But then, you know, um, Nick and his wife, Barb, they lived in Portland, so got a hold of them. And then, you know, we had family, you know, in Arizona. And Mike was in Colorado. And so phone calls were made and... We did everything we could in 24 hours, but it was nothing we could do. So, um, yeah. So she passed away at the state and hospital? No, no. We got her transported. Um, they got her moved into Salem. Okay. Um, yeah, they started her on an, uh, a huge amount of antibiotic, and they pretty much just said, okay, you got you know, so many hours. Yeah. And if things don't change with this because I mean her system was just so messed up and she was non you know she wasn't responding and so we got her transported into Salem <clears throat> and um, so do you do you think when you called you actually did wake grandpa up and he didn't know that she was sick no I think he knew but I mean I think yeah I think they had slept I think I don't think they had slept very much during the night oh so it was like yeah, a, she'd, yeah. she'd been struggling all yeah. night and they had yeah. he'd maybe just yeah. nodded off or something yeah. and yeah you know, I mean, that's just, you know, it's just one of the, I mean, yeah, dozed off for a little while. But, I mean, she was awake earlier in the morning because he got up and got her something. She wanted something, but she said that she had a really, really bad headache. That okay. Her head really, really hurt. And so, but, you know, even knowing that, okay, you know, that's the sad part. But, you know, mom, you know, your grandma had everything in order. Yeah. I mean, she knew. It's like, you know, she, she knew. And, um, I mean, she had every, like she had everything lined up cause she knew that she was about to pass away. Well, you know, I don't know about that, but I mean like she had all of the book work done. Yeah. Um, she had things labeled that my dad never paid attention to. I mean, mom did the books, you know? So, I mean, my dad opened up the desk and there was stuff. I mean, it was in order. She'd had pictures in I mean, she had worked that summer, you know, before of getting pictures in order, in scrapbooks. And, I mean, she had, you know, done these things. And, you know, I don't think she did it knowing she right. was going to die. I think that's the God that I believe in. I think he prepares us for, for things. And she felt that, you know, things weren't, you know, in place yet. So I think she just did it. Yeah. And um, Well, and also the fact that, you know, Craig having died in an accident, then you get in, then right. you get into a really oh, yeah. bad accident, yeah. and then yeah. pr probably some of that was, oh well, it was also probably giving her something to focus right. on. Right, other than exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah, she did. I mean, she she did a lot of you know she, yeah, she had she had stuff in order. You know, her life was was 
Well, I mean, earlier, you know, you just said, I mean, I just made reference to, you know, and you asked me, you know, if she drank, you know, no, she didn't start drinking until, you know, until I was out of high school, you know, then it would be, you know, a couple beers and, you know, then it just, but the beer, the, well, she had that stomach problem and the doctor told her that it, if it wouldn't have been for the beer, she'd have probably died years before because she would have a couple of beers and that would, the gas would open up that bowel deal that she was having trouble with oh okay and um but then it just well because i and i associate grandma with gin sour well yeah yeah grape yeah yeah she loved her her uh, vodka and grapefruit juice yeah yeah and that's you know and it it yeah it yeah she she was always hey uh, can i have a drink drink of <laughs> no you can't have a drink of grandma's juice yep. no yep yep so I mean, she just traded, you know, she just traded her pain medicine or, or the the medication for, for um, she could, I mean, she did. She fought migraine headaches for yeah. forever. But I mean, they kind of went. She, you know, she did some studying and research and found that it was diet. So I mean, she changed things in her diet. So the migraines kind of went away. Plus, but then, like I said, you know, she started. That's when you know it was after high school that I know that she started drinking. And because I spent a lot of time with grandma oh, when yeah. I was before yeah. I started going to school. I mean, because you guys both, you know, especially when you guys were both working up there. Yeah. You know, it was, oh, yeah. I went to grandma's house and. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. get dropped off and get picked I got up. put in the playpen and okay. grandma would leave it off a little bit on the Davenport yeah. while yeah. I watched AM Northwest yeah. and yeah. that sort of stuff. And you were her, you know, you were her life. I mean, you, she, you were. You're pretty doggone special. She, yeah. And so, I, I mean, honestly, one of the the few memories I have is is being carried out of that church at her funeral because oh, okay, I yeah. was hysterical. Yeah. Well, really, I mean, you know, I I guess I don't remember that. I know you were having, a, you know, you were having a hard time. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, in my little, um, in my oh, remembrances, yeah. in that I was hysterical, yeah. and then I, you right. know, that someone right. had to take me out of there because right. I wouldn't stop crying. Right. Yeah. Which I'm sure was uncomfortable for everyone. Well, yeah, but I mean, you were inconsolable. You were just a baby. I mean, really. I mean, and Heather was. I don't know even know if Heather. Yeah, Heather went, didn't she? I mean, I would think so because I mean she would have been five. Right. That was seven. Right. So I always think of myself as being younger than that. I then, thought you were younger than that. Well, but anyway, because I mean, well, I mean, if the accident was in July of '87 and she passed away, and uh, was the accident in '85? It might have been in '85. I think the accident must have been in '85. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, has. It has to be because. Yeah. Well, I was 27, so. Um, I was born in 57. But anyway, I mean, I just, I don't know if, I just, maybe it's just natural to not have a lot of childhood memories, but I don't have, like, I I remember little bits and well, pieces. Well, you had a lot of, you, I mean, there again, you know, you talk about historical things. I mean, grandma died. Then one of my best friends, Terry Lyons, was lost um, in the woods in yeah. November. I mean, that was just like a month later. Went hunting and didn't come out. Um, then we moved. And then our minister, Dean Cade, passed away. Yeah. I mean, so... No, that, would, that had to have mean, been 87. Yeah. 
because I because I started second grade in Liberty. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I mean that's you know boom boom boom. I mean that was, you know, um, so yeah. I mean there was some things there that you know you that affect. Right. Because what's what's interesting for me and and this gets this gets into you know much later with with Natalie getting sick and the struggles that I had with it is that Grandma PJ was the only funeral that I remember going to until I went to Natalie's funeral. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have that many people in my life that had passed away that, I mean, grandma, grandma Marge and, 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 uh, grandpa Wally had passed away, but, and then for anyone that doesn't know, that's my mom's mom and dad, but grandpa Wally had been sick. Like, Oh. I didn't know Grandpa Wally is anything but being sick. Right. I mean, because he'd had a stroke, and then he was, you know, at the house, and then he went to the nursing <laughs> home, and then, you know, so it's just, I didn't have, that's why Natalie's passing screwed me up as, as much as it did. So I didn't, I never, I was fortunate, it was fortunate and unfortunate at the same time, but I never had that earlier in my life to, to be prepared right for a loss like right. that and that would have been a, I, I don't think i don't think it would have mattered how many funerals i had been to um no that i mean it still would have impacted me greatly but i never had really had a real intense grieving situation right, right. as a you know even functional even young adult really to get well, and nothing you can do to really prepare it. I mean, it is what it is. And no. That sounds so cliche, but I mean, you never know. Yeah. How did that, how did grandma dying affect you? Well, there again, I mean, mom was, I mean, she was, you know, she was everything to me. I mean, she was my best friend. She was, I mean, I could talk to her about anything. And she was, you know, my biggest, biggest cheerleader. You know, I mean, we had our ups and downs too, but I mean, she... She was always there to listen. She would give good advice. She would. But also something that I learned, too, you know, in life. I mean, you talk about mom and my dad. I always thought, you know, that I was one up and, you know, by talking to mom. But they knew everything. I mean, there was nothing that I told my mom that she didn't tell my dad and vice versa. And I thought that was, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, it was just easier to talk to mom. Mom would, you know. Um, she wouldn't always agree, you know, but I mean, like I said, she was, she was, I think out of, you know, the, the dreamer in me came from my mom. Definitely. I mean, you know, the build it and they'll come thing. I mean, she, she had that entrepreneur. She had that. Um, Grandma strikes me as a person that would have always wanted to encourage oh, yeah. somebody's vision. Like, right. You know, yeah, you can do that. Like right. just, right. you know work for it and oh yeah do you know you know put your put your mind to it and work yep. hard and you can yep. make it happen yep yep yeah that was that was her i mean she you know and she, like you know she proved it i mean she went when she went back to school and became a beautician at the age she was and and then you know to be successful with her beauty shops and then not only for herself but to employ you know three four other women there in town and and work with them on their schedule. You know, I mean, it was, she, she was, 
Yeah. When did the when did she close the beauty shop? I don't know. It probably would have been like seventy eight, somewhere in there. So a couple of years after you graduated high school. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, you know, when we went to Malala, um, she had one there too. Oh, okay. She built one in, uh, we built one in the house for her. And she did, you know, she had certain people she would, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, she didn't work it really hard, but I mean, she, you know, she had her clientele, but it was just her there because I mean, it was in the house. So yeah, it was, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed, she enjoyed people. There was no doubt about it. But that was on the outside. But there was that. And I don't know, because I know I know both sides real well. Yeah. You know. And I would like to say that I'm the one in the family that knows both sides, you know, very, very well. How hard how much did it change grandpa? Oh, that really messed him up. Yeah. I mean, because that isn't how he had it planned. <laughs> I mean, it was planned out that, you know, I mean, because my mom used to tell my dad all the time, you know, you're going to kill yourself at that mill. You know, I'm going to get a phone call one of these days and they're going to tell me you're dead. So that's what he believed. You know, so he had worked hard and she had worked hard. But I mean, what they had, um, you know, he figured he was leaving for her. You know, because he was going to die. And so when she died, it like, oh, wait a minute, wait, this isn't how, this is, the, the, no, this isn't how we, but my dad's a very spiritual man, has a lot of faith. Yeah. He, he knows that Bible inside and out, and he holds on to, to lots of scripture, lots of, like I said, he has a lot of faith. I don't and, think I knew that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You would not want to get in a scriptural, um, Argument or discussion with Grandpa because he knows, he knows the Bible and he knows passages where they're at, and 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 I think it's it's pretty cool, um, yeah. and that's you know it's really helped him. Um, yeah, it really messed him up, and then kind of on a rebound thing, he <laughs> he got remarried. Yeah, I remember. I remember answer. I answered the phone. Yeah, does. Hey, Dust. Uh, is your dad around? <laughs> hey, Grandpa. Uh, what are you up to? Uh, was he in Vegas or in Reno? He was in Camera. Vegas. Uh, Maybe it was Reno. Dad's Grandpa. What's Grandpa calling for? And I, I think I remember it was something. Uh-huh. Oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. And uh, Grandpa got remarried. What? Cause, yeah, because we were living in Albany then. Yeah. So yeah. it couldn't have been that long. No. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, it had been, yeah. I mean, he went through, you know, a real, real rough patch. And the gal that he married, I mean, she was a neat lady. Um, but, you know, she had some characteristics of mom. Dad had known her for a long time. She was the lady, they owned Papa Owls, right? Yeah. yeah. So... You know, and, and I mean, I was like, holy smokes. I was quite surprised. Yeah. Shocked. Um, stunned. But, you know, I, you know, if he's happy, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, if that's, if, you know, yeah. 
So I guess that's the best way to say it. I was supportive of his happiness. Did I, I mean, I, and, but I was not surprised later on to find out that it didn't work. No. So, I mean, and that's, but I mean, I was supportive of him, whatever, you know, um, but yeah, it was kind of, I don't re- I don't really remember us hanging out very much up there after that. Well, I mean, we, I mean, no, we would, but we lived in Albany too. So it was well, different because we, we, we yeah. went from, we went from being 20 minutes away to right. being an hour and 20 right. minutes away. So yeah, I mean they got, um, you know, they got married and they lived in her house, which was out of Mahama Alliance there for a while, and then up in Detroit. Um, yeah, so I mean it was, there was a lot, a lot of stuff going on at that time because he had moved to Salem. Well, because not only did did Grandma pass away, but Grandpa's industry was changing rapidly. Oh, yeah, I mean it. Everything. Yeah, I mean it was on the way. It was on the way down anyway. In fact, the mill sold, and he stayed with the new owner. And in fact, the new owner was the reason why we ended up going back up there. Grandpa come and they made me, because I was with WTD Industries in Philomath. Um, great job, great company. Um, learned a lot about life working there with them and about myself. And um, yeah, they couldn't keep, they couldn't keep the mill running. I mean, there was a lot of, and my dad thought that. So he called me, and they kind of t- we kind of talked, but he didn't think I would leave, and went up there, and he was in trouble, and you know, I mean, he yeah, saw trouble, couldn't keep saws in the mill running right. So I went up there and worked on weekends, and got them straightened out, and then and then Craig, um, the new ownership called me and made me an offer that really couldn't turn down. So that's why we went back. Oh, so that's why we moved back to yeah, Mill City. Went back to Mill City and then and then that's when the market that's when the market really, really went bad. And um dad just walked away. Yeah. Pretty much. And I stayed and we tried to we tried Many different things to try and keep it, keep it going, to keep, you know, to do, you know, and it just, just wouldn't work. So, yeah, that was kind of a, no shit. Yeah, like six months later or something like that, and that offer had come, do you leave WTD? Because was it that quick? Oh, it was fast. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick. I mean, and a lot of it is, too, is because I knew my dad was in trouble. I mean, he had always had the best of luck with... I mean, Roy Holbrook was really the only head filer that was ever there. And, I mean, there had been other ones that worked with Roy, but Roy was the head filer. I mean, he what he said went, and how you do things, that's how you did it. That's how I learned. And then there was um, Dave York and then Jay Erickson. And Jay and I were really good friends, and Dad and Jay were, you know, friends, but you know, there was just different ways of doing things. And Jay got sick, and... um things were just messed up so dad had me come up and kind of get some things straightened out and then did it again and um made a big world of difference and the cool thing though out of out of this whole i guess whole experience was that um when i went back um because yeah i mean it it i went back and it wasn't i mean 
it wasn't a cakewalk. I had to dig in and I mean it was nose to the grindstone. And just and just real quick, if anyone doesn't know, I mean, so we're talking about a sawmill and it, so you have logs coming in all the time and stuff like that. In order for the sawmill to keep running, the saws have to work correctly. And so your job was you are a saw filer, which basically means you make sure that all the saws are yep. running the way they're supposed to, that they're sharpened correctly, that they're you know there's no broken teeth, right. there's no yep. all of that stuff. Yep. And if you don't do that stuff right, it can be a big problem because they can break or they right. could you know malfunction. Yep. Not only that, it not only can it mess up the mill, you can get somebody killed. Right. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the it's what has to you know run right in order for it to work right, and um, you know production and so um, yeah. When I went back up back up there, it was you know nose to the grindstone and and it was about a week, ten days. Finally, things kind of started to calm down, maybe two weeks. Um, and I was in there in the filing room, kind of in my little office or my corner there in the filing room and. You know, my dad came up, and he's not a very emotional type of guy. Um, he came in, and he said, well, you know, I knew you were good, but I didn't know you were this good. Now, coming from Casey, that's, that, that's huge. That's that's big. That's That was big. So, you know, if nothing else, you know, that was, you know, I it was pretty cool. So, um, because that's where I learned. I mean, that's where I learned the, the trade. And, and yeah, I mean, and I respect, I, I knew how hard my dad worked and I knew what he did and I knew why he was successful. And, and those things, you know, I carried with me, you know, in the industry, you know, when I was out on my own. And, um, and I think that's why I was pretty successful, you know, doing when I was in the timber industry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty close to, boy, I really love you. You know, that's, um, Yeah. That's about as good a compliment as you're gonna get from Grandpa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for him for him to to recognize it. Not, I mean, because I'm sure he recognized it, but to act, for him to verbalize it and and yeah. really tell you, yeah. I mean, because yeah. I mean, there was some doubters too. You know, that mill. I mean, it had a lot of old timers that you know they kind of remembered me as being a. You know, they still looked at me as being a 22 year old or 21 year old kid that, you know, and I'd been gone for for a while and come home and and that was the plan you know and and so there was a lot of good things there too you know when i went home that i mean i was back to how it was supposed to be and and um but then yeah everything just went to hell you know i mean it and it and it went fast you know there was no you know there was no regrouping let's see what we can do i mean it it between the, the logging companies and the loggers and no i mean everything just really 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 yeah shifted so and just kind of started going away you know oh yeah i mean it was you know i mean the mill down the road was the first one to go and then then ours and then you know finally green veneer up there i mean there's none left up there well there's was something i guess on our old on our old site but you know yeah for a while they were they like doing like timbers or manufacturing home pro- like yeah timbers dumping. yeah they were they were redoing timbers old wood timbers and stuff like that or yeah. yeah doing something but i don't know if it's still there or not but no it changed the whole it changed the whole canyon and not for definitely not for the better and so Gra- grandpa ended up moving to move to salem 
and got divorced. Yeah, he and moved to Salem, got married, um, and then he was kind of, you know, I mean, when you've spent all your life doing what he was doing, Frank Lumber Company, who had always been a small log mill, decided they wanted to go to big, big time, so they were putting in a big sawmill side. And um, the owner of Frank Lumber Company got a hold of my dad and had, so my dad was in charge of building that and getting that going for them, which was which was good. I mean, it gave him something to do. Probably that, uh, out of all the things that my dad could have done, that probably has prolonged his life just because it, at a real dark, dark time in my dad's life, that kind of... It gave um, him something familiar to focus yeah, on and something yeah, he could... Yeah, because when I had my demolition business, um, there was some, some things I was doing that um, I tried to incorporate my dad into doing because I was dealing with sawmill equipment and, you know, buying and selling and doing some stuff. And I kind of got him out of a dark, dark funk a little bit and wanted him to help me a little bit. So he made some phone calls of connections, you know, that he had. And then I come home from, I'd been in Montana, I think for 10 days, Montana and Idaho. And I come home and he was kind of back in the slump. And I said, well, what's going on? Well, I called those people and tried to get a hold of him, but, you know, he just found out, you know, like half of, you know, a lot of his contacts you know, they had died. And so it just, you know, um, just kind of tailspin. So um, I was real happy when, you know, when he did that contracting and stuff for, for Denny. And that was, what was the name of that? Shinko or Shin? That was, the, they had that office there in Lyons, right? That he would go to. No, he worked for Frank Lumber Company. Yeah, but there was a point where Grandpa had an office that he went to in Lyons. So I went there with him. Yeah. What the hell was that place called? That was before. That was his office in Lyons before the mill was sold and everything. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. I didn't guess. I didn't know about the Frank Lumber thing then. That was the last thing he did before he moved to Arizona full time. Oh, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. That would have been in probably not one of my fun times of my life. So we we do that and at that point stuff starts to change at home, right? Yeah, I mean when when the mill went down, you know, thereafter we went back, I went into business for myself and teamed up with a guy. And, um, you know, I bought the old, the old mill site and tore it down. And, and one of the ultimate ironies of life, I mean, something that my dad built, I bought and tore down. Right. Yeah. It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of fun and kind of sad and kind of, you know, it was, yeah, a lot of mixed emotions. Um, and then, you know, as that job you know, winds down, you know, then you start looking further out. And so, um, I ended up in Montana quite a bit and in Idaho, but yeah, pretty much Montana and just started being gone. And, uh, well, yeah. Were I mean, you, were you starting to travel? Cause we were still living together in Gates when you were tearing down the mill, right? Yeah. And then, then you started doing traveling with your company and right. and doing that stuff, and then 
Right. I mean, the job in the job in Detroit took quite. I mean, tearing down the mill took quite a while. I mean, right. Because I mean, we moved. Because when we moved back from Albany, it was halfway through my fourth through fourth grade. You and mom told us that you were separating, like in the spring of my seventh grade year, I think. So it'd been a little or over. Sixth. Really? The yeah, sixth? I can't, I can't remember. I don't know. I think it was your sixth grade year. I I want to say it was seventh. Okay. Because I I mean, that's one of those days that I don't. Could ever, be. That, yeah, it could I, be. Yeah, you could be right. That day is indelibly etched in my brain. Oh yeah. And not and not just for the the not just for the reasons of, you know, kids. We got to talk to you, but you had gotten a video camera, and <laughs> this is such a dumb story. But I got to go on a field trip at school. We went over to the coast and we went to the Marine Hatfield Science Center mm-hmm. and the aquarium. And I begged and begged. I was like, "Can I take the video camera? Can I take the video camera?" And you were like. No, no, no. Well, okay. But you got and I I either you or mom was on the field trip. And but I had the video camera and I was shooting video and the only thing was you were like do not get it wet, do not get it wet. <laughs> and we were I was shooting like a one of the pools that had like sea urchins in it right. and stuff and some kid like just splashed just a little bit and like a little drop of water got on the camera. And I started freaking out, and I swore while it was a recording. Oh, my goodness. And I was I was afraid that because I knew we were going to watch the video when we got home. And I was like, <laughs> there's a curse on there, and they're going to hear it. I'm going to be in trouble. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's one of those days where you have a field trip, and right. everything was, you know, you didn't have real school, and you get home. and Yeah, yeah everything changes. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd been working in uh, – the guy who bought the mill also had an operation in Eastern Oregon. So I was, before I went clear That's out right, because you were own, doing over I went in clear Prineville. Out on my own, I was building a chip mill in Prineville and rebuilding equipment over there. And then, and then the auction came at the mill, and I mean, I was on my own, and I mean, so things just kind of, I mean, I was busy, and but I was gone a lot. And, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. Yeah, I mean things things happened and and I think, you know, your mom and I just definitely grew further and further apart. We kind of lived our own lives. I mean, I was gone all week or sometimes two weeks. Usually when I was in Prineville, it was just a week. Yep. Yeah. And it was kind of hard to be and I was kind of a weekend. It was kind of like we were already separated. So right. Just one of those things that then it just kind of became official. Yeah. And then yeah. you lived in Detroit for a little while. Yep. And then you moved in with Grandpa because you were gone so much that it didn't really matter. So right. you kind of just lived at Grandpa's. Right. We would go down on weekends. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I remember little bits and pieces of stuff like that. I remember the dumbest stuff like buying the Wayne's World movie at McDonald's. Heather wouldn't shut up about buying the movie. <laughs> and you're just like, fine, whatever. Just give him the stupid movie. <laughs> and watching it like 27 times at grandpa's so i think grandpa only had like rabbit ears and yeah. so he had like yeah. four channels right and so right. we would watch the movie or we would watch pbs right or if we were lucky and it was sunday afternoon there would be golf on we could watch right. golf right or we go out and run around yeah well i mean we didn't always just stay at the house yeah. but i mean there were there were times though when 
you know, you'd have had a long week of work or oh, whatever, yeah. and yep. you know, we'd we'd done running around and be Sunday afternoon, right. and you're like, oh, I just need to just let me close my eyes for a little yeah. bit. I'm just gonna rest my eyes. Yep. You know, and yep. you needed your afternoon yep. nap, and yep. it's something I didn't appreciate as a child, but I really appreciate it as an adult. I was like, oh yeah, I get why you needed that once in a while. Yeah. Just like, just let me kick back and let me get a little couple extra Z's here. Yep, good to have. Divorce is is such a weird thing, and it's it's a conversation that Nikki and I have a lot because all right joggers that's where we're going to put a pin in it for this week come back next time we'll finish up the conversation with my dad Brian I uh, just wanted to, to point out that not everything my dad talks about is is sadness and and being down he's a really positive upbeat guy but there's been a lot of tragedy and uh, we've really gotten into a lot of that stuff uh, in these last few episodes but um a lot of this is stuff that I've wanted to talk to him about over the years um, that we've never really had a chance to sit down one-on-one and talk about and to be able to get it out and, and uh, on the record and, and have an archive of it is something that uh, I felt uh, is very important and, and so we could actually have a dialogue about it. So uh, I appreciate you allowing me to indulge um, that need and uh, to get it out there and I know some of you um, have gotten some entertainment from it and uh, have learned a few things and uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to listen. One other thing, since uh, my dad and I couldn't seem to figure out uh, what some of those dates were, uh, my mom says the uh, the accident was in 1985. Um, that's what she she said, 84, 85. Um, so it definitely wasn't 1987. I was pretty sure that wasn't right. So anyway, time moves on. We all forget dates and, and times and stuff like that. So um, hope you enjoyed the uh, the show for this week. We'll have another one with my dad uh, coming up here in the next couple of days. I promise it won't be a couple of weeks in between shows. We'll have the next one up later this week. Make sure you share the show with your friends. And uh, we'll have, uh, like I said, we'll have a Facebook fan page up for the shows in the next couple of weeks. So you'll be able to share that uh, with your friends as well. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dustin Jones. This is Just Another White Guys Podcast. Always protect the five hole. It's just me against the world